I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Monday, and I'm here with Sarah Haynes. This is Behind the Table. All right, it is Monday, which are already hard days, so I want to manage expectations. Today we have Sarah Haynes. Hi, Sarah. How are you? No, I kid, I kid, I kid. We love Sarah. Let's try again. Let's start again. All right. Hey, it's Monday and Sarah Haynes is here. Hey, Sarah. It's funny. You're overselling it. Yeah. No one believed you right now. No, I know. I know. But it was cute. We're in the final approach. This is the last week of shows before we go on our Christmas break, our holiday break. It's a really fun time around The View, but we're always a little bit kind of crawling to the finish line because we have so many big things going on. Uh, Today we had a big taxi reunion. We've got the big toy demonstration that we have later this week. We have... Darlene Love coming and singing. Oh, yes. Don't tease me. Yeah. We've got uh, co-host favorite things. We've yeah. got big guests. We've got the uh-huh. color purple cast. we got a lot going on. So it's a big week and uh, we're just plugging through. Um, but let's start by talking about what happened last week. Okay. On Friday, you were the judge for our pooch pageant. Never again. You crowned Sonny's Harlow and Phineas as the champions. Phineas Pearl. Phineas Pearl. This was a big deal. I, I think like, oh, Brian, you know, when people even... ask me about the hosts, what do they really like? I get to say, hey, they're exactly who you see on TV. That That's a good thing most of the time. But this weekend, I got the bad of that because they're really mad they didn't win. The ones who lost are really, really annoyed about it. In particularly, I mean, Joy was mad and then. Quickly. Alyssa didn't mind. She understands. Herbie was a shaking leaf. Or yeah. does she mind? Herbie was frightened by the other dogs and um, I think also didn't perform the trick he was supposed to do. So I, I think we understood that. Yeah. But um, the 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 anger from Anna Navarro is on a level that I Brian, don't think anyone this side of Donald Trump has faced before. I cannot even explain. I was scared of Sonny Hostin's wrath. I had no idea what Anna Navarro's wrath would be like. And by the way, in my head, I thought she's here two times a week. That wrath will just not be quite as ferocious. Mm -hmm. She finds me at home. Like that woman. So funny enough, and this is all playing up and joking, but we were going to the airport right after I judged that competition. And Max and I are sitting at a bar eating lunch. Anna walks up and only addresses Max because Cha-Cha's in her arms. Mm -hmm. And I went to reach for Cha-Cha and she goes, don't touch her. And Max ends up holding her. She wouldn't let me hold Cha-Cha. She wrote me, Cha-Cha was robbed. And then I wrote, I love Cha-Cha forever. And then she wrote, you are dead to us. This is a text from Anna. Sonny's Mastodons got sympathy for schlepping in. Cha-Cha had flown back and forth to from L.A. in less than 24 hours. I want retributions. Correction, slobbering Mastodons. <laughs> okay, so now here's some some things here. Because I have the exact same text from her. She was clearly cutting and pasting because I have the schlepping misspelled and yeah. then the second correction slobbering mastodons. So now I'm upset that she didn't even have the, the uh, you know, the respect for me to send me my own private text. No. And the funny thing is, just full disclosure, when I turned around, because I asked everyone, I was only a judge because I wish people had more sympathy for me. My dogs are on Rainbow Bridge. So the others have dogs that are able to show up. Mine are not. So I feel like we should play that up a little more. Maybe people will soften. Also, wait, the judge, I mm -hmm. said, what do we do here? He's an expert. I turned around and he goes, I don't know. You have to stay with them. (laughs) That's all he said. And then I said, I have such a weakness for Cha-Cha. After the competition, I kept telling Anna, I love Cha-Cha. Wow. I I have to tell you, so... The true, the real reason you were a judge, yes, it's because you're you're 
beautiful pups had passed away. But the real reason you were a judge was to take the heat off of me. You are awful, Brian. I didn't want any responsibility for it. And of all of them, it's hard to be mad at you for a very long time. Because... Oh, no, it's apparently very easy. Yeah. We are still going. And if you saw that, one, Sonny Hostin needs to win. Like, we all know this. She's never won anything in the eight years I've worked here, nine years I've worked here. She's never yeah, won anything. Yeah, and we've heard about every one of those losses. Yeah, and I, I just... enjoyed her losing. The, the fact that Sonny loses and gets enraged by it is one of the runners on the show that I really appreciate. It's funny-ish, but what I said to Joy and Lissa is, you guys can thank me later. You don't have to deal with Sonny. I thought I did everyone a favor. No. No, I did not. No. Um, Saturday morning, 8.08 a.m., my phone starts ringing. It's, hey... Read the comments to this social media post. Everyone thinks Cha-Cha should have won. We are never again participating in your rigged games, ever. Okay, so this was, this is, first of all, it's a week after we actually taped it. It's the day after it aired. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. I got my messages Friday evening. Okay. Like, I, all, this is all I've heard about from Anna. Did you get the audio message from her where she read comments for four and a half minutes? I did. And when Cha-Cha ran to me, when she came earlier in the week, she said, no, Cha-Cha, never forget. I, I don't know what we do here. So I, do we have to have a second? We have to have a recount? I, I don't know. Do we need to have a double crowning? Triple crowning? I, I think like I think there's going to be like a whole rigged election thing going on. I'm very concerned about it. So we can't have people mistrust our competitions. No. Um, why did you pick Sonny Huston's dogs? Okay. So full disclosure, I love Chacha. Even mm-hmm. Max, when he heard about the crime I had committed against Anna Navarro and Chacha, he said that surprises me. You'd pick those dogs. You love little dogs. I was trying to work against my own bias. I mm-hmm. turned around. I love Chacha. Everyone loves Chacha. Chacha is clearly a star. I know this. Bernie had no shot, but don't tell Joy. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, don't tell her. But um, Dr. Manny came in with Sonny and the godson. These two massive horses that probably pull Santa's sleigh. I don't know. Huge. Come backstage. They were lovely, adorable dogs. Aside from the slobbering, I, I was mush for all of these dogs. They come out and perform a full set. I mean, their performances were longer than some of our hot topics. Mm-hmm. How do you then go and say, I'll take Cha-Cha, the little stinker that jumped in the bag? I mean, they came with entourage. Yeah. I felt they intimidated. They had gravitas, yeah. I will Total say. Total gravitas. And yes. I love Dr. Manny. Sure. I love him. No, and he took off. I mean, he, how many people weren't getting surgeries right. done? Because he, he does he came God's to, work. Yeah. And if he has shown up with a horse just for his wife... That's devotion. It's loyalty. It's beautiful. So I was moved. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to move to a new house because Anna knows where I live. And that's a concern. Um, well, at least she loves my husband because she she and Max are fine. She's yeah. not taking this out against the family. Well, Only you, went, you immediately went there to the White House Christmas yes, party. Yes, we went to the White House party. We hung out. And by the way, heard about it all night there. We're at the White House. We're with the president, the first lady, the decorations. And she shades me the entire night but never leaves my side because she wants to make sure I hear her. Yeah. This is not going away. No. I'm going to have to figure out some way to give Anna an easy win on, on We got to throw that dog into something and yeah. let her be crowned. Yeah. Well, and, and Sonny's lording it over everybody. She's uh, feeding the dogs out of the trophy, I think. And like, Yeah, she still had treats in her pocket the other day to remind us. Yeah. I mean, is... she's, it's All a right. lot. The whole segment was a mistake, but we'll see yeah. what happens. Never again. Yes, agreed. Um, all right. Speaking of, uh, you said pulling Santa's sleigh before, your kids met Santa this weekend. That's very exciting. How it did that go? It was so exciting. And I'm so committed to these types of traditions. My kids get excited. I remember going to Santa with my brother and like looking at a Santa and saying, oh, this one was the real one. I can tell by the gloves. 
it was a two hour line, Brian. So we didn't, we weren't able to make a reservation. There were none available. So we're in the standby line. Every hour, it was over two hours. The kids were having breakdowns. Alec kept wanting to leave. I'm so glad once we got there, it was so worth it. But we get home and Max is like, why would you wait in that line? He didn't grow up visiting Santa or anything. He doesn't Max was understand. not with you on this trip. No, because he had to write a brief. So I said, let me get the kids out of the house. We'll right. go see Santa thinking, I go, we should be back in an hour. Mm-hmm. An hour, we couldn't even see the side of the, the little place he was in because we were so far back. We met new friends, though, that we're probably going to be in touch with for the rest of our lives. But, All right. So, yeah, the mall Santa line is a rite of passage, I think. It is. But why do they do reservations? Make us all standbys because, I mean, this was ridiculous. Well, um, do you have any of those, like, the classic screaming on Santa's lap pictures? No, because I <laughs> I would never have gone through this for a kid that won't remember it. <laughs> As we like to say at our house, we don't love our kids that much. So sure. we waited until they could utter Santa. They knew who Santa was before we started taking them at all. Okay. And they so they were excited to be there when they, they were actually there. they were very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb asked for a magical bouncy ball that bounces to space and then sprinkles magical pixie dust. Okay, so Santa's got his work cut out for him this year. I think he'll. That's come the only thing he asked for. Oof, that's rough. Well, Santa's going to have a, a high bar to, to Santa's jump over. Magical though. Yeah, of course it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. Just go to Indeed.com view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, all right, so today, I mentioned this before, too. We reunited the iconic cast of Taxi. Oh, how cool were they? And uh, it aired on today's show. H- how was that for you? That was uh, really cool, right? So there, people always ask when you meet people, how cool is it? There are people that have an air of just excellence, and this was a cast of them. Like, to see these guys all together. Now, Taxi was a little before my time, but I'd watched it. Seeing them together and the careers they've all had, knowing this was the beginning. Every one of the people we had on today was iconic and famous for 12 things, not just Taxi. Absolutely. But this is In fact, tell young people that Danny DeVito was, start, they'll be like, what? Yeah. Like, no one knows. The love between them, you realize why shows like that make it, though. And the writing, because I was rewatching it to freshen up for the segment. Mm-hmm. I miss that kind of sitcom. I oh, miss so the the humor but they all keep in touch. Yeah, without Taxi, there's no Cheers, there's no Friends, no. there's no any of those. That That's kind of the prototypical The predecessor, one. yeah. Yeah, and uh, the way it came together was so interesting because normally, you know, there's a big anniversary, they're putting out a box yeah. set of DVDs, and they the companies call around, and we make a deal, and we do something. This happened because Jud, uh, Judd Hirsch called Whoopi Goldberg and said, Hey, I'm in town with all these guys. We're checking out Danny DeVito's play. How cute is that? They and all support each other. It's the 45th anniversary. Could we come on The View and and talk about the anniversary? And Whoopi sent it to me. And, and uh, we're like, yeah, are you kidding me? I, I'd kill for this. This is yeah. terrific. So then, you know, next thing we know, we're here with Tony Danza and Mary Lou Henner and Christopher Lloyd. I didn't even know where to look. Doc Brown from yeah. Back in the Future. I was very excited. It was really special, I thought. Well, and the cool part is you're it, they're in good hands with you. So Whoopi sending that to you, aside from being the executive producer, you're the type that honors those legendary precursors of kind of the age of television and sure. the golden era. So to know that there was an anniversary that you could blow it up, I, I can imagine that was candy for you. Oh, it was great. <laughs> but I mean, these are six people. I would have had any one of them on as a guest by themselves. Anyone. I mean, they're all icons. So that was really, really cool. Then, you know, we have Mary Lou and, and she's got that really cool Ability, ability to, to, yeah. to know where anything happened on the exact date. She walked up to happened. me and I did a segment with her 10 years ago about how the world is connected and it's cousins. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed her. She walked right up to me and she goes, last time I saw you, we were talking. I was like, one, I remember that, but I'm Sarah <laughs> looking at Mary Lou. <laughs> She's looking at me, nameless, faceless, 10 years ago. And she remembered. Oh, it was really, really fun. And then uh, there was that great moment with Tony Danza talking about how uh, they dated and how uh, unfortunate it was to have a, an ex-girlfriend with a perfect memory. <laughs> Which... <laughs> well, and also the funny part of he's like, you know, it was all men. Mm-hmm. And then her. I was going to date her. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, I think he did pretty well. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was terrific. And then also last week, gosh, we've had a lot of huge guests on. Last week we had Julia Roberts here. Oh my gosh, that was so surreal. That was amazing to know that. I had never, I mean, it's not shocking to have never met Julia Roberts, but when, with all the years of being on TV and watching people, I was like, that's like the example you use when people say, who's the most, the biggest star you've ever, who's the person you want? I remember like just saying like, don't freak out. Cause I used to interview her on the Letterman show all the time. And oh, she you doesn't, knew her. she doesn't do a lot of talk shows in general. Um, and so it was a really big deal to get her here. But she's always made me nervous. She's so nice backstage yeah. and so classy. But she just is a, a dictionary definition of a movie star. Yep. And she exudes it. So I would always get very tongue-tied and nervous uh, meeting her. But she's got that vibe Sandra Bullock has. Mm-hmm. And I've only watched from afar. But a lot of people, they come in and they're artists. So there's sometimes when you meet these amazing, phenomenal talents, there's a awkward because they're used to playing roles, not being themselves. And she has that charm of a Sandra Bullock. And I've met, I've watched Sandra Bullock multiple times in interviews. I've never seen Julia Roberts. She has that wit about answering a question. Oh, sure. and you just love her. Like, Well, it was interesting because she talked a lot about her marriage and the secrets to a happy marriage. And she talked a lot about personal touch and affection, which made me think of the conversations Are you, you and I have. you talking about your love language again? Well, I'm going to talk about love languages because we, I've been talking about it with the host and the only one I haven't talked to about it on the air is you. Because we just text privately about, would you get on the quiz? What, yeah, yeah, what yeah. percentage of your love language? Well, I think this is all a little hokey, as you know. And it's interesting to hear some, I know you got your eyes just narrowed for yeah. people at home. She takes this very, very seriously. Because it's so serious. Well, we talked to Joy about it, who had never heard of it before. Um, and You her, have to love her. to know the love languages. <laughs> She's kidding. I'm so kidding. I mean, I can only trust Joy when she's not here. Yeah. Her uh, her love language, we pretty quickly determined, were acts of service, which I think is not surprising. Yeah. Um, and then Anna, also uh, not particularly interested in love languages. Alyssa buys in completely. This is, you know, this makes a lot I, of I, sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so I guess, tell me again, I know we've talked about this, which of these love languages do you relate to? So those listening at home, it's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So when Max and I learned of the languages, we both assumed one of the things that bonded us was our love for uh, physical touch. We were like, oh, we're affectionate, we're touchy. Mm -hmm. That's our thing. We both took the quiz, and that's the lowest for both of us. I'm actually an acts of service. That's what I need in a partner. Mm -hmm. And I believe in this. I think Max's was, might have been acts of service as well. I think acts of service, uh, it, it shows you the way you give love and how you receive it. And the reason I believe in this so supremely is a lot of times the disconnect between partners is you, and I learned this in therapy, so it is legitimate. This mm-hmm. is like medical professionals saying this. You're often looking for love that you're not getting, but you're actually getting it in a different language. You're getting it through different things. And when you break that down, you and Heather make so much sense. You guys, you and your wife, mm-hmm. like, are the most thoughtful, celebratory, gift-giving, you know, anniversary, birthday. You guys outdo each other to a level I've never seen before. And aside from your love for Disney, I think you found your match (laughs) in love languages. And that's what so many people lack. And I think studying them and understanding them actually help. All right. I I think it's uh, it's tricky. I think there's layers to stuff because Heather's definitely, she is a great gift-giver, but she enjoys an act of service. You know, I I come downstairs for a list of things to do every boxes. morning. The boxes. Yeah, I come downstairs and there are boxes to be taken to out. To be recycled. Every, to recycled yeah. and things like that. And I send Sarah. Well, you got to step up, boo. You can't just say I work. I mean, I step up plenty. 
I know, but take the damn boxes out. All right. Well, you take the boxes out. What the hell? <laughs> I work hard. I love you, Heather Tedda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. All right. As we close out the year, mm-hmm. how would you rate your 2023? I feel like 2023 has been really good. Uh, you mean like on a scale of one to 10? Well, I think like, tell me about what, what your takeaways are from the last year, both on the show, at home, what's going on. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm technically your boss. This could be like your year in review if we want to make it an official thing. Oh, it's so it's so weird to think work is always good. Like it doesn't feel like there's bad times for that. I think always family when I think of what the year's been like, mm-hmm. if people are healthy, if they're that shows in your work performance. <laughs> and he's back. People. Yeah. Um, I think when things are tumultuous in the world, which we've talked about, we talk about every day on our show, the wars around the world, the pol- political divisions, I just hold closer and tighter to the things that are in my world. And that's my family. And I often kind of ground in that gratitude. So I think it's been a great year because right now my parents are still around. My family's healthy. I have these kids. We have shelter, food. It's back to basics. So it's kind of easy to have a good year. We went to Disney. Oh, you went to Disney. Every year is better that way. Come on. I mean, well, one, working with all Disney fanatics, Mm -hmm. I now know that. But that was a big step for us because the work and labor of going to Disney scared me and the thought of breakdowns and crying. and, And it was amazing. It was actually magical. That's one of the highlights. That was a hi- one of the highlights of the year. That's and also cool. that uh, we every summer invite my parents to join us for vacation. It's a lot of Haynes energy in our family. Mm-hmm. And having another year, and I realize life is precious and quick, and we everyone knows that, like because it feels like every month we're losing people. And so I, every time my parents are okay and can come visit, I feel another good year. Is there a show highlight for you? Is there something that stands out? Um, definitely not the dog show. Uh, <laughs> that will set the bar for the lowest yes. for me. Um, high points. Gosh, I feel like they're so, what are some things that happened this year? I don't even remember. That's not a good sign. Yeah, but we do the show every day and the amount of amazing things we have. Darlene Love is usually a highlight and we haven't had her yet. Yeah, that's coming up. That's coming up. Um, wait, tell me your highlights of this year. How about launching the podcast? Oh yeah. Thank you. The podcast that. Yes, that's made me a star. Yeah. I remember when it was rated sixth and then it dropped because I was on. (laughs) Brian, let me know. We never recovered from that. No, he said, we're in a really good spot, but you're on today. So yeah, it may don't drop. Blow it. And then, then, and then it happened. did. Yeah, it well. Um, no, but I forgot. Podca- podcast has been fun, though, because the thing is, it's not as on broadcast TV. I think there are a lot of guardrails of just be aware, your monitor. Here, I just feel like you get to have more casual convo. Yeah, and that's no, more my vibe. I actually legitimately think it's one of the, the best things we've done this season. It's been a lot of fun to. Was it your idea? It was mine with others, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely one of the best things this year, Brian. Yes, of course. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Tomorrow, I'll be back with Alyssa Farrah Griffin. And as a reminder, Behind the Table will be taking a break while The View is on hiatus starting this Friday. And we'll be back in the new year on Tuesday, January 2nd. Thank you for listening. So those of you who love the podcast and will miss it, go back and listen to all the episodes. Maybe you came late. Maybe you started like, you know, 20 great episodes idea. in. And remember five-star reviews. Tell us how much you love it. Finally, you're getting on board. This is great. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.